episode 30 of the 20-digit scene review podcast. I am your co-host, David, and with me always co-piloting this episode is Alex. How are you doing today, Alex? I am doing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like every week, we each pick a scene. This is no different from any of the other regular episodes that we run. And because it's episode 30, I have picked a scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This film needs no introduction. It is an absolute epic of a film, a genre sticker, let's call it. It is a staple for any child of the 80s or even a teenager in their 80s. This is the epitaph of teenage-ness, high school film, written, directed, produced by none other than John Hughes, who is the master behind 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Weird Science, Home Alone, Plane Trains, and Automobiles. (laughs) Weird Science. This guy defined the 80s kid, teenager, whatever you want to call it. So it would be remiss for us not to include a film from Mr. John Hughes. So the, the scene that I've decided to pick, there's so many, but I've decided to pick sort of a spoiler pick. It is the climax part, I would say, of the film. It is none other than the Ferrari. So it's kind of a, a split because I've decided to incorporate the beginning clip of the Ferrari scene where Cameron's father's a Ferrari in his garage. And then, of course, at the end, the climactic scene at the very end where stuff happens, let's say. So if, if you <laughs> haven't watched the film, I strongly recommend that you do so before listening further. It will spoil it. Um, so I'm going to give a pause here. All right. <laughs> and we're going to get right into it. So very quickly, the film is about Ferris Bueller. He is a mischievous kid from high school that is doing everything he can to just skip school for a day and just hang out. And he has convinced his girlfriend, well, I don't think his girlfriend needed much convincing, but he's convinced his good pal, Cameron, to come along. And he says, you know, Cameron, this is this this is just, it's for you just as much as it is for me. And <laughs> they go through a series of things throughout the film, like just epic scene after scene after scene of just out of this world stuff right. that they do. Ridiculous teenage things. <laughs> Ridiculous teenage things. And I think there was this epic, I keep saying the word epic, but <laughs> <laughs> there's one word that encapsulates this whole thing where, where Ferris says, if, if you don't you know, stop and look around once in a while, you'll miss it. Basically life itself. And so that's kind of the, the, thing, the, the theme that kind of runs this whole um, movie but get getting down to the scene in question so it's a breakup the first scene is an introduction to ferrari it's cameron's dad he's he's an overproductive overbearing and at times probably uh verbally abusive to cameron and it would be a nightmare of a of a, a whacking if his father founds out finds out that they borrowed his precious ferrari for even a even of a joy ride of a, of a couple of minutes let alone going into town and just having it all 
So the scene starts off beautifully. Uh, the, the Oh Yeah single, which is just a staple <laughs> of the 80s, just throughout that entire scene, works extremely well. Uh, it was released in 1985 at the same time as the movie by a band called Yellow. And you can see Matthew Boderick's theatrical experience on full display here. So suave, so just full of mischief, just wants to just do everything and anything he can and get away with it. And let alone, and next thing you know, he's taking the, the Ferrari out. And I love the part where he says, I think he was in, introducing it, Cameron was introducing, this is his love, it is his passion. And then Ferris just jumps in and says, it is his fault that he didn't lock the garage. And in he goes. <laughs> yeah. right? And it, it's just this posturing as as he's just easing up to the Ferrari and just like oozing up to it and just <laughs> opening the car door and sliding into the seat. It's just Ferris is the is the one character as as a person growing up, especially as a teenager. He is the kid that you want to be. He gets away with everything, <laughs> everything yeah. and anything. And, you, and, and, and it's almost like a model. It's weird. He skips school and not supposed to, but it's what every kid wants, you know? And, and, and this brings into the last scene and why it's so important and why, why I wanted to bring it to light. This whole movie, the, uh, the tone is comedic. It's fun. It's, uh, well written in so many different ways but the climactic scene is so emotional Cameron just realizes just how an amazing of a life he has and he just realizes that at this moment he's had enough he's had enough of his father's antics his push uh, and at the end he takes it out on the car they're trying to, you know, reverse the miles, and of course that's useless. He kicks it and ultimately destroys it. And for me, uh, the emotional impact is is an amazing juxtaposition to the entire film. And and what actually ends up happening is you realize this film has nothing to do with Ferris. It has everything to do with Cameron. And Cameron represents most, if not all, of us. So, so Ferris is the person you want to be. He's got the beautiful girlfriend. She's got, he gets away with everything. And Cameron is the brooding, depressed. The weight of the world is on his shoulders. Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of what it, where it's at. And I think it's, it was that moment that he destroyed his car and he, he owned up to it. He says, you know what? Ferris, no, you don't take the blame. I'm just going to man up and, and deal with this. Huge growing moment. Last thing I want to say before I, I give it to Alex. Mia Sarah was the girlfriend of Ferris. I don't want to forget about her. She was only 17 in this film. An incredible poise. Like Ferris, uh, sorry, Matthew Boderick was in his early 20s. Um, Cameron's character is, in his, is, is approaching his 30s. Uh, and Mia Sarah, she's only 17 and just the looks leading up to the Ferrari scene, you could, you know, the way she asks things, the way she delivers her lines, even in the scene, living up to the Ferrari's destruction. I loved it. I loved her in it. And I wish I'd seen more of her. Uh, 
anyway, I'll stop there now and get yeah. Alex's opinion on this. On that last point, that's that's kind of amazing. I wouldn't have, I mean, if I hadn't looked right. it up to, to, to see, but to think of their ages that way, but <laughs> Broderick, he just looks like, total, like a total teenager. I would yeah. never have guessed yeah. that he was any older than that. <laughs> just a total baby face, and even just the... the his voice it's even sounds like he's barely over 14 or something. Right? <laughs> like, it just sounds he was like perfectly casted. Perfectly casted. Mm. And wow, and then the friend even is even older than that. I wouldn't have guessed either, but there it is. Yeah, this, 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 these scenes, or this scene anyway, another, another wow picks. Like, just, just a sheer thought. Like any car enthusiast, <laughs> just to see, oh my God, this, this, you know, valuable classic. And then they're, you know, they're, uh, the character's painting the picture, you know, limited edition, right. only a hundred ever made in, in the history of mankind. And then, like, oh my God, that was super cringy right there. Like I, I even just thinking of the filmmaking, like, did they just get one that wasn't as expensive oh, yeah. or oh, yeah, as yeah, limited, yeah, 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 and then? Sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't. Right? They wouldn't just... destroy a car like that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, oh my god! And then you know, you only have one take, I suppose, for <laughs> for the car going over the the thing, unless well, it's eighty six, right? <laughs> I imagine it may even cut differently. Maybe when it went out the window, I, I didn't look at it carefully. I don't know the the details of that particular part. Well, I, I, I just rewatched it tonight, and then it's like they showed it going 45 <laughs> degrees over. So, you know, they didn't actually show the impact, right? So maybe they had something yeah, there to kind of catch it or something. But but guaranteed it was just a shell. Uh, I think I remember yeah, reading, yeah. Okay. It's, it's not, it's not don't, don't worry. It wasn't, they didn't destroy <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful car. I think it's funny that you're hung up on that. <laughs> Out of all okay. of this. <laughs> okay, but for sure. It's the... It's the combo of the of the shock factor of the car with, as you say, the growing moment of a character, you know, in, uh, in, in his life and um, facing up to, as you say, the, the, the contrasting characters of Ferris and then Cameron, where Ferris is not caring at all about authority, about parents, principals, right. teachers, nothing like that. Right. And then Cameron caring so much that up to this that point in his life, he's always did everything his dad says, took whatever his dad says, and, and, and so on, right? And like you say, that Cameron was was us because vast majority of us are, you right. know, we, we do what the teacher says, what the coach says, and, and growing up and stuff. And so, yeah, de defining it, moment there, and fortunately a little expensive, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know how uh, what I take away from it, too, is that I felt, and I, and I only thought about this when I reviewed the scene again, not when I first watched it, but the, the destruction of the car, I think, is symbolic of Cameron himself, of just how broken he was inside. Mm. And for me, it was, that's how I, I saw it, again, symbolically. And I, I, I thought that was a, a very powerful moment cinematically uh, in the film and for his character as well and they set it up so beautifully like that beginning sequence where they introduce with the oh yeah music you know this <laughs> is like vintage only 100 made da, 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 da. right it was the precious the valuableness of that vehicle was <laughs> oh my god i remember when i first watched it i was like okay he kicked it that's one thing right 
but <laughs> yeah, you can you can fix a fender, right? But it got totaled, <laughs> and so the shock factor was. And you can see the panning of the, the camera too, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? As he's walking, he's like, "I can't believe I've done this." And then you know, both Fair uh, Matthew Boderick and Mia Sarah look over as the camera's walking over in Cameron's Yeah, exactly. And, it's very and nice, their right? eyes are looking at the camera. Right. Like, it's right. first person, basically, right. with right. that camera, right? Or even when that moment where it first went over, it, sh- it shoots a shot of him standing yeah, yeah, full and then close up, right? So it's just very much a climactic scene uh, in the entire movie. And the most powerful mm-hmm. moment I can... I can and that, it's not easy to do, right? It's it's so hard to mix such a such a such an emotional piece and scene in such a comedic tone uh, throughout the movie, right? Like you don't want to mm-hmm, break mm-hmm. that, but it worked well, it worked extremely well. And it, having watched it again, I, I have to watch the entire movie again for sure now <laughs> because yeah, it's it just uh, it felt so different, right? The, the feel of that moment was so different in that scene than any other part of that movie, but it works so well. And, uh, yeah. And I think that's why I yeah. picked it out. So yeah, one takeaway I took from this though, right. It, it, it calls to mind the, the importance of, of healthy relationships when the For key sure. people in your life, in particular, uh, family, uh, a parent child in both directions. Right. And mm-hmm. so how it's highlighting, I guess the the damage or the repercussions or the the results of of years of maybe doing it not quite right, right? right. And then it, it builds up, it scars people, it, it shapes them in a certain way that someone would have it have it in them to multiple times kick a vehicle right. out, out of sheer anger of whatever's been built up over the years of how he's been treated and or how the relationship has or has not. Um, healthily or unhealthily grown, right? So. And speaking of relationships, even though we mm. we laugh at Ferris's character and how he just abuses authority, doesn't follow it, doesn't do anything around with it, uh, but the reality is he's an incredible friend. He yeah. was right away he says, "I'll take the blame." You know, he's loyal to the end. He didn't go running into the uh, into the sunset with his, you know, "Let's get out of here." Like he didn't do any of that. Yeah, good point. Like loyal to the end, uh, and at the really, he was, I think, genuinely trying to get Cameron out. I mean, that was the purpose. It was to help him experience one day in his life where he can just enjoy the moment, enjoy a day, do things he wouldn't normally do, and by doing that, I think it helped him come to an epiphany, come to a realization that he can no longer continue on this path. So, yeah, speaking of relationships, there's, there's certainly that. And Alan Ruck, who plays Cameron, did a wonderful job uh, throughout. And there was a, you know, weird, re- an interesting relationship between uh, Mia Sarah's character and, and Cameron, which I thought fitting and interesting. So it wasn't just, you know, your classic babe on the side. She had some complexity and, and, and dimension to her. And it wasn't just one-sided relationship with Ferris and only alone. So I, that came out, I think, in this scene at the end as well. So, yeah, there's 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 several reasons why I, I, I enjoyed this. And 
Ferris Bueller is is up there in terms of one of the best films I've, I, that are on my list. Yeah, certainly unforgettable, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone from our age just knows that film, and it, right, right, and that classic, you know. <laughs> that's his. That's his look, right? Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's. Um, okay. Let's park that. I think that we did a good job there, and yeah, let's hear what you have to say this week. All right. Yet, in, yet another uh, attempt of mine to just bring something a little different to the table. Um, the uh, this is a uh, K drama series. I seem to I seem to like those. <laughs> <laughs> Title is uh, hometown cha cha cha, but also in other regions it's it's called the seashore uh, the seashore village cha cha cha. But in in Canada they, they title it hometown cha cha cha. So I picked um, a couple scenes. Um, they they go together. It's the, it's the same character doing similar things, but uh, different family members. So this. This is kind of like the favorite kind of thing I like to watch in film or, or TV shows, which is stuff that's part of life, that has meaning in one's own life, or at least in, in human life in general. Stuff that can touch your heart or even change you a little bit. And so the scenes I've picked, they're very simple uh, cinematically. Okay, we got, got an elder lady talk, uh, talking to her son and her granddaughter. Uh, director Yu Jae Won, he paints the picture really well uh, by throughout both scenes only showing the lady. It's a phone call, right? And a phone call has two people in it. He never shows the other side, the, the other characters who he's talking to, her son, her granddaughter. From beginning to end, it's strictly the camera is on her, even when the other one is, is talking. They just show, they have the audio only of the of the other character. Um. And this provides focus and lets us, as the audience, really get in touch with her perspective of, of the situation, her perspective in life. We can see here, she simply just misses her family, right? her son and her granddaughter. She's living alone in a rural town of Korea, and she tries to express to her family uh, some of her simple concerns and desires, but only very meekly. At the slightest opposition, she, she belittles her own wants. Right, and she she selflessly right. defers to the convenience of her son and her granddaughter. Oh, it's okay, don't worry about me. All that kind of talk. Right. I found that both of these scenes very touching because um, honestly, they uh, they made me think of my own mother. And she says some of the same kind of things to me. Oh, you're 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 so busy. You should take care of your health. And <laughs> as I was rewatching it uh, tonight, literally the character says almost exactly those kind of words. <laughs> And, you, you mean know, your mom? Your mom to you? Yeah. 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 My mom would say that to yeah. me. Uh, she yeah. call, phones me up and, and just checks up. And my parents, you know, they uh, regularly sacrifice for me and my family. And I'll admit here that there have been times where I'd see my parents on the on the caller ID of my phone. And I actually would deliberately not really answer and say, say to myself, oh, I'm busy at the moment. I'm working on something. Right. But seeing this show... I'll have to say it changed me because it, it, it made me set my mind to to bring myself to answer the phone when they call, even if it's a little inconvenient or whatnot, um, even if I'm a little busy at the time and not have the mindset that, oh, these guys are bothering me. Um, so what I want to bring here today is just a simple message to our listeners that we we can get so engrossed by our modern life, but... We should devote some time to our loved ones. Uh, 
because nobody lives forever and the day will come when you won't have a chance anymore. Yeah, no, that's it, what I wanted to say. That's a great message, Alex. I think that uh, that's that's what film and TV is. It's kind of what we do and watch and write. And these stories are written to help remind us uh, sometimes of some of the things that uh, we take for granted. And uh, yeah, when I look at these scenes, when I look at these scenes, uh, I think of uh, my mother-in-law who has passed now who used to live with us and yeah, there's certain, certain things that I recall. I wish I had changed, you know, the, uh, clearly she was trying her best to get as much time out of us and, and, and provide food and, mm. and stuff like supper and stuff like that when we needed it. And you kind of take it for granted, uh, regardless of the fact and, and, and time is an enemy for everybody. They get older and they can't do those things anymore. And next thing you know, it's it's too late almost. So it's it's great that you yourself have, have kind of caught yourself in this in this moment and have the opportunity to change that. Yeah, because uh, most of us don't, unfortunately. But uh, the only thing we can do is move forward <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say this now with my dad who's older. Um, he can't even, he's gotten to the point where he can't even answer the phone. He can't even text. It's too much effort for him. It seems wow. odd, but uh, it is what it is. And he can't hear either. So, barely. So, it's, uh, you know, when did this happen? You know? <laughs> so, it, it's, it's a situation where uh, as you said, you gotta remember, you've got to not get caught up in all the modern things, uh, because the loved ones around you are there and the worst thing you could do is just take it for granted and forget. And then it's too late. So, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's, I know it's tough too, because I mean, these, in this scene, I'm sure they have a life of their own. And that's just the reality of it. Like your daughters, mine, when they get older, they're just going to have a life and family of their own. Now, yes, we're part of that family, but extended. But at the end of the day, they're going to have the, you know, a family of their own. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just they're on their own, which is fine too. But they, they're going to have a life of their own. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, one of those things unfortunately <laughs> mm-hmm. but good pick i mean it's yeah a great way to reflect on life itself and how things are going in your day-to-day and mm, yeah it's a great time yeah you, you can't you can you can never replace your mother and you can never replace that grandmother like it's that maternal component of life for most anyway is there's no replacement for that no one will care for you like that period yeah yeah actually i mean when after watching that scene i, I paused it and i go i called my my kids over and say hey guys come here come here i'm like no, dad what no, come here come here, come here. I, want, I want you to see something i rewind it and then i played it for them right the one with the with the granddaughter i said you see don't forget your your grandma 
Yeah. And and just when she calls, you talk to her. Yeah, just for sure. Show some respect. Yeah. There is there is no one that dotes on the grandchildren than the grandmother. Period. Mm-hmm. And then there's no other relationship than mother, daughter, mother, son. Period. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know. Yes, we have our roles as fathers, but <laughs> and that's important. But <laughs> the mother is yeah something else. <laughs> Period. Okay. Yeah. So, hundred <laughs> percent agree. Unique. So yeah, just a simple uh, thing there. Not not too much. Uh, just a simple message on the on the technical stuff of the cinematics or anything. Just. But that's great though. Bring I that think message. Yeah. I can't. Rem- I can't remember the. I'm gonna have to look it up. But um, there was a cool quote from Denis Villeneuve, one of our favorite directors, Canadian, of course, mm-hmm. who said, movies are like the bridge between reality and dreams or something like that. Or imagine. It's, oh. it's just something like that. But you get what he's trying to say. Uh, it's not quite reality, but it's kind of you know the bridge between them. And in this case, I think it certainly did help uh, bring that message home So to reality. So that's always a great thing if you can take away that something useful mm-hmm. from it yeah this show it's it's it quickly endeared uh, itself to me uh, it's it's very simple like i'm not going to do a full review here but uh, what i want the point i want to make is there's not a, there's you know there's no car chases no violence no martial arts no hmm. yeah. no cg no racy scenes of just you know, conversations it's just and relationships strictly, right? yeah exactly yeah. relationships and yeah. simple slices of life and the two main characters are in my opinion they're just so super cute to watch the the romance develop over multiple multiple <laughs> episodes so it's not just first episode hop in the sack it's which you know that really turns me off. I, I I love to see long long arcs of a relationship really growing and getting nurtured and and just um, you know being yeah again just just nurtured slowly naturally and and mm-hmm. in a very uh, respectful and, and simple way. And it, this show just really does that. And once oh. they they do get together, it's just so super cute. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, great diversity to the the portfolio here. On yeah. 30 episodes. That is, never thought we'd be here, but here we are still enjoying <laughs> ourselves. And now we're talking about cool, like really like heart, heart wrenching <laughs> life, life uh, reflecting stuff. So here we go. Yep. We're, getting, we're going to another level now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, <clears throat> thank you for that. Thank you listeners for joining again. Again, if you have any recommendations whatsoever, please let us know. Give us an email. We'd be we'd be happy to consider them. We've had done a couple at least and had a guest speaker as well. So don't hesitate if you do. So thanks very much. Thanks, Alex, for bringing that one. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Yep. Listeners, send that feedback in. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. So we'll see you guys in the next one. Good night, good morning, and good afternoon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers 20 D I G I T. 
Thanks for listening to the 20-Digit Scene Review Podcast.